Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. We caught up today with Kevin Smith, CEO at Gold Mountain Mining. He's got a very aggressive uh, plan ahead of him. Lots of deliverables this year. And for a a new story and a new uh, CEO to the public markets, we're intrigued uh, to hear what he had to say. And if you want our thoughts on the conversation we had, the topics discussed, and indeed the company itself and its chance of success, you can find that at cruxinvestor.com forward slash club, where you can also find detailed company reports and analysis. We've got... Conversations with uh, experts from around the world on a variety of companies and commodities, including gold and the precious metals market. We've got training courses to help you with your diligence process. We've done summaries of all the interviews that we've done to save you some time because we know you're busy people. But most excitingly of all, we have a thriving community of investors sharing their thoughts and ideas with each other in a nice, safe and friendly environment, free from judgment, trolling and abuse. And if you feel like that sounds nice to you, and I hope it does, go and join them at Crux Investor dot com forward slash club kevin how are you sir i'm very good how are you doing i'm fantastic but i'm not sitting beside a lovely gorgeous harbor that's with all those but <laughs> any of those boats yours no unfortunately all the money goes into gold mountain at the moment no boats yet correct answer fantastic well um, i'm slightly jealous of your backdrop for sure um, and uh, so, well, we, I tell you what, just a favor, why don't we kick off with just a one minute overview from you of the story for people new to this, including ourselves, because we've not spoken, and then I'll pick it up with some questions from there, okay? Sounds good. So Gold Mountain Mining is a, a new issuer as of December 31st. Uh, we have a pretty aggressive game plan to uh, not only drill and explore the property, but also uh, to get into near-term production and use the proceeds of mining to expand this into a larger production scenario and then use uh, the cash flow as a foundation to build a larger gold producer here in British Columbia. And uh, yeah, we're, we're really excited about the opportunity. It's a little bit different flavor than uh, some of our peers in uh, the mining industry, but uh, so far the response has been really positive and uh, we've got a lot of exciting updates coming down the line in the next three to six months here. Beautiful, okay. You've run public, public company before? No, this is my first public company deal. Right. Who's helping you? Uh, We've got a lot of help. I've got, uh, you know, our advisory crew is uh, some of the the best in the business. You got Tuki Angus, uh, who's a mining legend here in Vancouver. Uh, He's helping me on, uh, you know, the structure and the build out of the business mergers and acquisitions, which is what he's famous for. We've got Daniel Coons uh, down in Idaho. He's got an extremely technical team, uh, you know, Prime Mining would be a company that you can follow of his that's obviously been a smashing success. And then uh, Dr. Quinn Henning, he's also on the advisory team. Uh, He tried to buy this asset uh, five or six years ago and wasn't able to get his hands on it. So he's looking at this as a second chance. And anytime you can bring a gentleman like that around a deal, especially with a young management team, a huge opportunity for us. So we're really excited to have those guys. And then, uh, you know, we have a, a strong board as well. Keith Minty, former mining, uh, mining man of the year, sorry. Uh, he, uh, you know, he's infamous for running really tight and lean operations. So he's come in and helped us with our business model, making sure we're flushing out uh, pricing correctly. He's a bit of a mentor to our president, Ronald Wu. They've worked together for years. So huge to have Keith on side. Uh, we have uh, Blake Steele, a uh, gentleman out of Hong Kong. He's helping us on the capital market side. 
Uh, we have Howard Jones, formerly corporate development with Combina Pipelines. Saw that company built out from uh, early stages now to, I think it's 15, $17 billion organization. So, you know, we're a young management team, but we've, uh, we've surrounded ourselves uh, with some really strong uh, players. And then our management, myself, uh, I have a real estate development and construction background. Uh, you know, that ties into mining uh, and, you know, I have an ability to raise capital. Uh, and then I've surrounded myself with some really strong mining engineers since we're going into production. Ronald Wu, he's built eight or nine of these type of projects here in British Columbia. And then uh, Grant Carlson, our COO, formerly with Tosico Mines. And uh, yeah, these two gentlemen found this project. Uh, I'm fortunate enough to be a part of it with them and help them build it out on the capital market side. And uh, we're really excited to march this into production. Okay. So a lot of people are involved in a small company, but and some of those will be at the end of a phone, a phone call for you when you need it. And some of them are going to be a bit more active than others. So who are the, who are the conversations you have with, uh, who are the conversations that you have conversations with on a, on a daily basis, weekly basis? I mean, how, who's the actual team on this? Yeah. So myself, uh, obviously, uh, and I'm working with Ron Wu, uh, who's our president, uh, Grant Carlson, who's our COO. And uh, Alex Bayer, who uh, is in-house counsel, but also extremely active on uh, the business development side. It's unique for a company this size uh, to have in-house counsel. But with how active we are, it allows us to uh, move very quickly on, uh, you know, contracts um, and building out the business as opposed to, you know, moving at the speed of an outside firm. So uh, a lot of people question us on that, but, uh, you know, it, it's worked out fantastic so far. We've had a lot of good uh, news flow and we've had a, made a lot of really good announcement as far as uh, big contracts that show we're real about putting this thing into production. What do you mean big contracts? Uh, we have an ore purchase agreement with uh, New Gold. They have a facility in Kamloops called uh, New Afton, 18,000 ton per day facility. Uh, they're looking to bump up their gold grade on their copper con. Uh, 130 kilometer uh, from our site allows us to avoid the big capex and expense of building a mill right out of the gate. Uh, it also allows us to avoid an environmental assessment, which allows us again to get back into that lean startup model, cash flow initially, and uh, and we can get uh, use that cash flow to develop and build the company out rather than waiting three or four years uh, and sinking and diluting our company, sinking tons of money into uh, expansion right out of the gate. Uh, this allows us to you know raise a little bit of capital, get it up off the ground and expand in a non-dilutive manner. So coming from a, a private equity background, uh, really conscious of the cap table and dilution. And, uh, you know, I wanted to build a business that would have cash flow early. And, and that's what attracted me to uh, Ron and Grant and this asset, the Elk Project. Right, okay. So we're talking of diluting and, um, you know, keeping costs in check. What, let's talk about your GNA. How much do you, how much do you guys pay yourselves? Uh, management doesn't take any salaries at the moment. We're all equity driven. Uh, what's good for the shareholders is good for management. And uh, we've made a commitment not to take any salaries until we get this project into cash flow. Right. Okay. And then I guess you'll announce the, the market, how much you're going to pay yourselves. Right. Um, if, I, if I look at some of the advisors you brought, I mean, Quentin Henning, obviously, you know, well, and I guess he comes with a kind of crest cap uh, stamp of authority. Did they put money into this latest round, this 10 million bucks? Yeah, Crescat came in with the lead order. Uh, we were approached by them. They asked if we'd be willing to uh, take on another financing. Obviously, when a group like that comes around, uh, you take a serious look at the opportunity. 
it made a lot of sense. Uh, we had lead orders on top of that from previous investors who liked the progress we'd made so far. Um, and uh, yeah, we initially came out for $5 million. Uh, was heavily oversubscribed. Uh, and as a company, we took the opportunity to bring in another $5 million, And that allows us to really accelerate our exploration program, uh, drive the permitting process across the line, and uh, confidently uh, go into another phase of exploration at the same time as building out the project. So uh, that capital allows us to continue, you know, to be hard on the throttle and pushing forward. Okay, well, let's, let's talk about the project um, that you've kind of rolled into your presumably CPC structure. Um, what was it that you bought? What, what, what did you know about it before you kind of walked into it? I'm always intrigued by the, the business model. I, and then, you know, what, what, what is the plan? So what did you walk in trying to um, set out and then achieve? Yeah, you know, what really attracted me to the project uh, was the fact that there was an opportunity to go into near-term cash flow. Uh, again, I want to build a real business here uh, and I want to get it into production so that we can use those proceeds of mining to expand. I also like the guys that were running it. They're mining engineers. They have experience with these types of assets. And they're extremely motivated uh, to get it into production as well. I didn't want to be in a scenario where we were just, you know, endlessly drilling uh, and, uh, you know, there was no real path to, uh, to getting revenue in the door. Um, and then also it came with a ton of infrastructure already in place, right? Anytime you can buy an asset with 127,000 meters of drilling, a half a million ounce high grade deposit already in place. Uh, and, you know, a lot of upside potential based on drilling in uh, other areas. And we're, we're really just infilling uh, and stepping out right now to add ounces as opposed to, you know, shooting in the dark and guessing. So while this isn't necessarily the, the huge splashy discovery play, I think there's a lot of really exciting upside. And when you can do that in a non-dilutive manner, early uh, investors and supporters are, are going to be rewarded handsomely, in my opinion. Yeah, the grades are good, just over five grams uh, per tonne gold. Um, relatively low capex as, as well. So th this is sort of what, a, a open pit out of the gate. Is that the idea? Because I notice you're also talking about investigating whether you go underground too. Yeah, so we came out with a PEA in August uh, that's open pit only. Uh, and we're really confident in that scenario. And that's why we're able to drive into production. Uh, but some of the feedback from uh, some of our advisors was, you know, at, because the grades are so rich underground, to really take a serious look at underground potential and running a hybrid open pit underground scenario. Uh, we engaged JDS, who, you know, are the best in the business. Uh, they're based out of uh, Vancouver and Kelowna, like us. So they're really close to the project. And uh, we brought them in to take a look at an underground scenario, uh, which would further increase the economics and allow us to chase that really high grade that's underground. But the reaction in the market so far has been it's a relatively small project initially, isn't it? So most of that money is going straight back in the ground. So. Absolutely. Yeah. All the money is going straight into the ground. Uh, we just finished our phase one. The drills uh, just shut down for breakup. Uh, we've released the first half of our assay results, which were extremely encouraging. Uh, every single hole on phase one hit mineralization. So 41 for 41 on an 8,000 meter program. Uh, so, you know, again, having an asset with this much data allows us to be extremely efficient with the drill. Uh, and we're going to, as soon as breakup's done, we're going to go right back into another 8,000 meter drill program and continue bolting ounces onto uh, this resource. A lot of people have decided the elk was 
you know, only going to be a certain size. And, uh, you know, we're out to show the market that we think we can drive this up to a million ounces and beyond. And, uh, and then, you know, that production scenario as well gives us a great foundation to build off of for a larger uh, gold mining company here in BC. But how do you build it? I guess my, my question was more about, I get you've got 10 million bucks and you're going to spend that and you know, put that money in the ground and your, your GNA is really, really low and get into early production, get cash flowing. But my concern is, well, the money that you're going to generate um, from the you know smaller open pit scenario, that's going to have to go back into the ground to build this thing out. So it's, the question is more like, well, how, how do you how do you move this forward and create size and scale and make money? Yeah, no, I, great question. Uh, what we're looking to do here is uh, number one to answer your question. It's extremely profitable. Uh, our PEA contemplates forty three and a half million of free cash flow in the first three years. Those first three years are that smaller production profile, and the reason we've decided to go that way is if you stay under seventy five thousand tons in BC you can uh, defer the environmental assessment process. Uh, so we engage First Nations. Uh, you know, we've had really inclusive conversations from the very beginning, got their support. We've been able to come up with uh, three MOUs with some very Im- influential communities uh, surrounding the project. We've also partnered up with Noelman Lake, which is a majority owned First Nation contractor. Uh, they operate many mines here in British Columbia. And, uh, you know, we're, we're really excited to have them on board. Uh, creating jobs for local communities is something we set out early. And, and then, you know, with that free cash flow, there's lots of money to continue expanding. And, and frankly, there's lots of money to, uh, you know, complete our environmental assessment, uh, which allows us to ramp this up to 50,000 ounces a year production minimum if we're successful in that. So right now, the idea is get into production. And as soon as you're in production, immediately start the environmental assessment process. We've uh, set aside two and a half million dollars to get that completed. And then uh, our goal is by year four to be ramping up our open pit scenario, as well as if JDS's uh, PFS comes out uh, as expected to be bolting on an underground scenario as well. So, you know, there's, there's lots of opportunity for upside and the cash flow that kicks off is more than going to pay for all of that. And, uh, as a goal, management is hoping to kick off a dividend uh, Q1, Q2 next year. Again, we're being told that's really aggressive, but uh, you know we want to support our early shareholders. And again, because we're equity remunerated, uh, we figure uh, a dividend would be a healthy way to pay everybody equally. That is aggressive and, and quite early given, I know you'd be in production, but is it necessary? Are there better ways to do it? I mean, you, you, got, you love your free cash flow will more than cover the activities you outline, uh, outline there. But shouldn't, I mean, you've talked about the people on your board and access to projects elsewhere in the world. Isn't that a, a smarter, quicker way to get some scale, reward your shareholders? Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll continue looking at new projects as well. We're, we're vetting new projects that are similar near-term production. Uh, we're also looking at some blue sky options to bolt on. I mean, we don't have anything finalized yet, but it's always a, a big thing for us. We know we have to grow. We know we have to show additional scale if we want to attract those larger institutional investors. But for us, you know, with the cash flow that's coming off on this and the way that we've budgeted this out, we can be extremely aggressive on the end of the drill. We're going to have money for corporate development, but you know, it's something that uh, management would like to do. 
is to kick off a dividend and, and we're looking to build a larger company here. So, you know, when there's a lot of different ways to do that and uh, we don't think it's just exploration that uh, is the way to do it. We're kind of doing a little bit different model and the feedback on how we do stuff is sometimes, oh, I've, I've never heard of a junior doing that before, but that's okay. I mean, again, I come from a private equity background and I want to see revenues, I want to see profits, I want to see dividend distributions, but most importantly, I want to continue showing the market growth and, and scale and that we're real and, and building a real gold mining company here. That, I mean, it's interesting, it, definitely an interesting approach, you know, giving dividends at, you know, so early in the, in the mix, as it were. Um, what are your ambitions? You, you talk about we'll look at stuff and we will look at acquisitions and so forth. I mean, when? Yeah, I mean, we're we're currently vetting opportunities. I mean, obviously, with our early success here, I think there's a lot of people who are are looking at uh, Gold Mountain as an opportunity to maybe vend their project in and, and ride the wave with us. But we're going to be extremely picky about the asset that we bolt on. We really like the Elk project. Uh, we think we got an excellent deal when we purchased it from Equinox Gold. Uh, and, and we're not just looking to dilute the company with anything. It's got to be a quality asset. But uh, we also know that we have to continue growing and, and part of growing is beyond just the end of the drill bit. It's, we're going to need to look at other projects. I would love to find another brownfield site that had uh, you know four or five other people break their pick before we got there and, and we get to pick up all that uh, CapEx at a discount. Uh, but I'm also open to uh, looking at some blue sky opportunity as well. It's it's all going to come down to if it makes sense for the company and if it makes sense uh, for our shareholders. Uh, we don't want to be dilutive too early. I think we've done a good job of, of keeping the structure fairly tight and, uh, and we want to continue down that path. It's been a, not the strongest gold market, but you know, if you look at our stock chart, we've, we've held pretty steady, had a nice increase from uh, when we began trading December 31st. And that's the trajectory we want to stay on. We want to continue delivering good news flow uh, and good corporate updates and, and keep the market excited about what we're building here. I think you're definitely doing that. I mean, you, the people are reacting really well to the story that's being told. What are you worried about in, in all of this? I mean, you're going to have to deliver this at some point. You've got to hit those deadlines. Um, you confident? Yeah, I'm extremely confident. I'm fortunate to work with uh, some really intelligent guys here. Uh, we're, we've been nose to the grindstone. COVID uh, has provided an opportunity where there's not much else to do but uh, drive this project forward. And uh, we've been extremely focused here. Our conversations with the provincial government are going extremely well. We're, uh, we submitted May of this year or of last year, sorry. Uh, we're through round one. All responses have been provided. Uh, we received round two and provided all the responses on that. Initial feedback right now is there's no additional rounds required. So fingers crossed, uh, we're hoping to be able to deliver on our promise of a permit in uh, late Q2 here. And uh, we're really driving forward there. I mean, uh, at that point, we'll be getting into construction. Uh, we're looking June as our, our construction month. July, August will be waste rock mining. And then September will be Pater uh, and looking to deliver material to new Afton's facility in October, and then hit commercial production and first revenue in November. We have uh, great payables with uh, that new Afton contract. Uh, 17 days after we deliver, they pay us. So again, it's a really lean startup uh, with great cash flow kicking off of it. 
we are going to do another raise once the permit comes in, but that likely will be our final raise given that uh, about four or five million dollars uh, in revenue kicks in each month for the first three years uh, once we reach steady state mining, which we anticipate to be November, December. Okay. All seems seamless. And I guess it always is in paper, on paper, right? Um, what, are, what are the other options around toll milling around to you? Are there other mills that you could go to? If you know, Is there competitive tension around pricing and margin? Absolutely. We've been uh, approached by three or four different groups. Uh, the one closest proximity to us is uh, the Nicola Mill, um, which is a great little facility there. They're permitted to receive ore from other groups. Um, but New Afton came along with a, a great set of terms for us. Uh, there's no cost on toll milling. It's just a straight metals payable. Uh, the split on that is 89% in our favor, 11% in their favor. And when you look at the economics, uh, it's pretty hard to beat. Uh, a lot of these other toll mills need to be started up. They require some capex. Whereas, uh, you know, after we took a look at the blended metallurgy between New Afton's facility and our ore, uh, it's a perfect setup for us. Great recovery. Uh, they're an 18,000 ton per day facility that's got lots of headroom. Uh, again, they're looking for that bump in their gold grade. So it'll just be a blend of our material. And, uh, you know, they take on all the risk of recovery. We just deliver the ore. And at that point, uh, it's in their possession and they own it. So, uh, you know, for a, a guy who's building his first mine, it's uh, we, we've tried to build this thing as uh, as foolproof as possible and, uh, you know, as leanly as possible to give us the best chance of success. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting. I mean, there's a lot of the right components in here for sure. Well, um, Kevin, great introduction to the story. First time we've heard it. Um, I've enjoyed listening to that. Um, you've got a lot of deliverables over the next few months, as you've just outlined. You've got to hit them all now. That's the easy bit of being a CEO. You just need to do what you say, and uh, the, the rest is <laughs> the rest follows. Um, well, like, stay in touch. Let us know how you get on. Okay, genuinely interested to um, you know follow up with you. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having us and, and looking forward to coming back. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming and we'll speak to you again soon.